those of you who are staying in the service, please turn your Bibles to the book of John. This is going to be a long one, y'all. Did you hear that, Angie? Angie Page, did you hear that? What time is it? Y'all look at your watch. Look at your watch. Huh? Did y'all, did y'all look at your watch? All right, now put your watch down because I'm going to preach. Amen. Today, we celebrate what we call homecoming at Chevis Oaks Baptist Church. This is a time where people who have moved away to, or moved to other churches are welcome back to our church that, that at some point may have called this church their home. So if you're here today with us, welcome home, and we're so happy that you came to worship our Lord and Savior this morning with us. As I thought about this message, the Lord moved all my thoughts towards a day that will truly be our homecoming. Truly be our homecoming. The day when all believers will be home, no matter who you are, where you've been, or what church you now attend, we will all be at home together at the same place, at the same time, never to leave each other's presence again. Amen? Amen? Now, we're going to talk about this, this particular day, this morning in the service. Turn with me to John chapter 14. Two verses. John 14. I'm going to read the first. Let's go to John 14, verse 1, because that's, that's beautiful. John records Jesus saying this. He says, Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you, I am going away to prepare a place for you. Now, I, I might not be able to spell all y'all's names, but that Y-O-U is you. That's you. If you are a believer, if you are a blood-bought child of the king, that's you. And there's a lot of things in Scripture you ought to be excited about that. But that, that right there, that one right there. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. That right there ought to give you hope, incentive. I mean, just unbelievable joy because God is preparing something for you. Verse 3 says this. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself so that where I am, listen, we're all going to be together, but where I am, where Jesus is, where the great I am is, you may be also. That's contingent upon who? That's contingent not upon him. He's made the way. That's contingent upon you. Verse 4 says, you know the way where I am going. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, we praise you. We praise you for who you are, Lord. We praise you for the time that we've already spent with you in song. Now, Lord, we pray that you would be with us right now. I pray that you would bless the reading of your word, not because of the reader, but because it's a blessing, God. We pray that you would be with us be with us right now. Just still our hearts, still our minds. Help us to, to be attentive to your word. To hear from you, God, this morning. Not from me. I've already heard this from you. God, I pray that each person on the sound of my voice would hear a word from you this morning. Let your spirit move in the way, only way he can. In Jesus' name I do pray and all God's children said, 
Amen. Again, y'all don't be looking at your watches. We ain't got nowhere to go. We're going to eat here, right? Uh, I, I've done seen the food back here, and some, some of y'all brought a bunch of food. They just had to order chicken again. Because they know two or three of y'all are going to get two pieces. And come back for third. So we ain't got nowhere to go. We're going to get comfortable and hear the word from God. Amen? As we process the scripture we just read, and know that this is just one of many, many scriptures that gives us a small glimpse of what home is going to be like, I have to tell you, as I have in times past, the older I get, the more ready I am to go home. The older I get, the more I'm ready to go home. As I consider the growing longing I have to go home, I have to consider what is it today that has contributed to the greater longing? Because as I grow older, I, I, I have a, a greater longing. Next year, I'll probably have a greater longing. The year after that, if I'm still alive, uh, I'll have a greater longing. What is it these past years that's contributed to this greater longing? Why am I more ready today to be home? The main reason is it's home. It, it's home. It's home. I, I was talking with Cynthia in the back uh, a few minutes ago. I, I randomly, from time to time, will, will go to my, uh, my home my, that I grew up in in TK, South Carolina. I've lived there from the time I was two until the time I was, I think, 20. When my parents, 20 or 21, my, when my parents sold the house. And it was a lake house on Lake Wiley in South Carolina. And then randomly, I'll go, you know, look, just type in 1029 Bounty Lane. And I, I'll just to look at the picture sometimes, just to reminisce. But, but because it's so closely related to Charlotte, North Carolina, the property value has gone up and up and up and up. Uh, a year and a half, two years ago, that property listed, and it's just, it was a four-bedroom house, not basic, but I mean, it was a beautiful home, my house. Uh, it listed for $720,000. And I was like, I can't believe my daddy sold that house. <laughs> what was wrong with him? My heavens. Well, a few weeks ago, I, I, mean, I was reminiscing, reminiscing again, and, I, and I, I typed in 1029 Bounty Lane, and Zillow popped up, and I picked clicked on Zillow, that property is now worth $1,069,530. What in the world was my dad thinking? <laughs> but it, see, it's more than money to me. It's the memories that, that, that I grew up in that house. The Christmases, New Year's Eves, the, the Thanksgivings, the people who come and go, the people who came in and out, all the food that we had, all the, 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 the fish fries we had on, it, it was home. It, it was home. And from time to time, I'll go knock on the door and people are like, you know, uh, can I, what, what you selling, buddy? I said, well, I, I used to live here when I was two. They were like, yeah, okay, this is a different world we're living in. You ain't coming in. <laughs> I didn't even ask to go in. But there was a guy years ago who, who let me walk in, and I, I didn't ask him. He says, well, come on in and take a look. I thought, what do to my house? What, what happened to the, the floral 1960s and 70s wallpaper in the kitchen? The shag green carpet. What happened to my mama's shag green carpet? What, what happened to it? But the reason it was just in my, it, it's home, y'all. Home. 
I want you to understand something. Please get this. The, one of the reasons why my heart longs to be home in heaven should be the same reason that your heart longs to be home in heaven. This is not home. This building might have been your church home at one time, but this is not home. This is not home. The older I get, the less roots I pull up from this earth and start putting my, my roots in, in, in eternity and home and real home. This is not my home. But there are other reasons why my heart longs for home as well. Y'all want to hear them? Good, because you're going to. There are many things that I love about this world, as you do, that I know that I'm not ready to leave, and, and I'm not sure that I'll ever just want to blindly abandon all thoughts and, and want to immediately leave on the next train station going to heaven. The thoughts of being separated from my wife for any period of time brings tears to my eyes. The thoughts of not seeing my grandchildren grow up and, and come to know Jesus as their Savior enter my thoughts quite often. But I know, listen church, I know at some point my life will end and I will go home. And the thoughts of home thrill my soul. Can I tell you the, the biggest reasons I feel this acceleration or yearning to go home? I'm tired, church. I, I'm tired. Not, not just physically tired, not just mentally tired. You ever get spiritually tired? Just, just tired. I had to climb the, the stairs at Kyle's apartment helping him move last night. If you, if you rent a, a, an apartment on the third floor, you're nuts. And they, Mr. Robert, they always want to, to, to move in July or August. It's never January or February. Never. Church, I, I'm tired. You know, about this time two years ago, I actually preached a message entitled, I'm tired. Y'all remember that? I'm tired. Which included a list of things I was tired of. But it seems like that list has, has not only been added to, but that the reasons for the additions have become more and more, and more excruciating. What I mean is, is I can feel the weight of the circumstances to the point that I, I'm, I'm just so ready to be home just so I don't have to deal with it any longer. Just get me out of here. You ever been on a road trip? I'll never forget when, my, when I was younger, my, my mom and dad had the bright idea. The, the real estate, national real estate convention was in New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. And they had this bright idea. We lived in Fort Mill or TKK, South Carolina. This was their idea. We're going to drive. Y'all, to this day, I, I'm, I'm good for about four or five hours driving. But after that, my back stoves up and, and, and you know, I, I, legs start hurting, foot cramps, eyes get, I don't, I don't even do it in the dark. And, and this, this is what they did. 
Tony, we took halfway. We stopped somewhere in, in the Gulf when we were going down there. I was 14 years old, and I still remember that hellish experience to this day. <laughs> we stopped in the Gulf and stayed the night, and then we made our way to Louisiana, went to the real estate convention. But something happened. I don't know what happened. Dad says, we're going to drive straight through on the way home. And, and you know, it, it, as I contemplated this trip, I thought, have mom and dad been arguing and fighting? And that's not a question you had to ask in my house because that was a daily occurrence. <laughs> so that, that wasn't the reason. I don't know why he chose to drive straight through, but he drove straight through. Y'all, it, it was not a pleasant experience. And this was back in the day when we, Dan, we didn't have to have seatbelts on. And the back seat, I mean, we had the station wagon. We'd sit in the compartment underneath it, lay down right on top of the gas tank, and you could ride and sleep. Y'all, I don't want any part of that. None. I don't want anybody. Listen, I, I, I just wanted to be home. Have you ever had that feeling, I just want to be home? If I can just get home, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get home. I'm going to set the air down a little bit. I'm going to get me a, a, a pitcher of ice water. Let me get some watermelon because there's always watermelon in the refrigerator in the summertime, right? Get some water. I'm going to just watch tea. I'm going to relax. Everything's going to be better when I get home. Y'all know that feeling? I know there's someone out there or out here this morning or might be watching live stream who might be saying, what could these things be that are weighing so heavy on the pastor's heart that, that have him longing for home? He's just tired. What can it be? I mean, look how good looking he is. There's, there's no, he shouldn't be having any problems. Look how beautiful his wife is. Well, what, what, what's his issue? Church, listen, I, I'm tired, number one, and it's the top of the list. I'm tired of politics. You can't even watch a football game without hearing somebody's thoughts about politics. Turn it off. You can't watch any kind of game of enjoyment, entertainment, without hearing somebody's view of what social injustice is taking place, and we're going to stand up for it. Just sit down and play the ball. Get the ball in the end zone. Get the ball in the hoop. Hit the ball with the bat. Let's just come on. I'm tired of politics. You do realize that politics is, a, is one word that's formed from two words, right? Poly, which means many, and ticks, which means blood-sucking insects. <laughs> right? I'm tired. I'm tired of politics. I'm tired of all the lies. I'm tired of all the deceitfulness and decept deceptiveness all over the world. It's not just here. I'm tired of, of taking 10 steps forward and two steps back. I'm tired of mandates of all kinds. I should have heard the, the church uproar right there. I'm tired of mandates of all kinds. I'm tired of hearing the word scientific evidence when two weeks later what they call scientific is dispelled as false. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of not having true facts that are not manipulated by a person's side or their feelings. What I'm most tired of is that it seems like there are absolutely no absolutes anymore except for one. The only absolute we as Christians can absolutely cling to is this. If Jesus does not return, we are all going to die and we're going home. Amen. 
hey, it gets better. And when Jesus does return for his bride, the church, and that's me as well, uh, we're, we're all going home, and what a day that will be. What a blessed homecoming, homecoming, real homecoming, that that will be. Now, can I tell you, I, I cannot wait to see an experience when I get home. Can, can I tell you what I just can't wait to see and experience when we all get there? When we all get to... See, y'all know that song too. Well, I'm glad you said yes, because I'm going to tell you that too. We're just about done. Number one, as our scripture tells us this morning, God is preparing a place for us. A mansion, so to speak, in heaven. Now, I used to frame houses when I was in high school. Some of y'all still build. My, my job when I was in high school, I mean, this was the closest slave labor I, I, mean, I ever worked. My, the owner of the company, my boss, the contractor, he, we'd pull up on a job site, and while they were building and framing up the foundation your pastor, Brother Kyle, my job was to stand beside another guy who was uh, the saw man. And, and my job was to construct jacks, tees, headers, and corners. That's my job. That, that was my job. And, and once we got the house all framed up, but because they, I, I was a big high schooler, I, I was almost as big as Caleb, they had us carrying sheets of plywood up around the side of the house, and we had to you know, push the, 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 the plywood up to the roof. And then, listen, my favorite job, buddy, my favorite job was this. The grunt always had to lay the tar paper down. That's not funny, James. James over there laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> I, I, I about died one time doing that. Hot summer, laying that tar paper down. I, I started falling forward, and the guy behind me grabbed me. Barely made it off the roof. Brother Kyle, why, why are you telling us all this? I mean, what, what's the big... I, I know what it takes to build a house. But I'm having a house built for me right now. I don't know anything about I don't have a clue. Amy was telling me this past week, one of her friends at school, they, they bought a house in a subdivision in, in uh, Bluffton, and they bought it, and they picked the plans out, and they picked the colors, they picked the carpet, the hardwood floors, the appliances, the toilets, the toilet seats, the toilet paper holders, all the pools, they, 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 all of it. Well, with all the stuff that's going on and supply and demand and, and you know, the shipping and everything, they, they were supposed to close in April. Contractors came and told them that they weren't going to be able to finish the house until next June. Next June. Y'all, I'm not going to make one decision in this house. Not one. And if I, if I offered suggestion, you know, God, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a North Carolina fan, so can you paint the ceilings North Carolina blue? And put a, put a, a face of Dean Smith in the, over, the, over the fireplace. He, you know, I don't believe he listened to me. I don't know what he's using to build my house. 
But I can tell you this, it's going to be better than any dwelling place I've ever had in this world. I don't know what he's going to use to, to build the house, but he's going to build it perfectly. There's not going to be any imperfections. The last house I, I, I bought in Greer, South Carolina, we had a walkthrough before we closed on the house. And this is what we did. We had these... <coughs> <clears throat> orange dots, kind of like for a yard sale. And the, the, the guy who sold the house said, look, what I want you to do. Everywhere you see an imperfection, just put one of those dots. Nail pops, this, discolorations, all over that. Listen, there's not going to be that in my house in heaven. It's perfect. That's right. Absolutely perfect. We see in Revelation 21, 21, that there will be gates in heaven. Gates in heaven. Now, not to keep us in, but to keep those who rebelled against God and those who did not accept Christ out. <clears throat> Y'all have all read the scripture. Who, who just, you know, a couple of times, he just walks into heaven and walks up to the throne of God and Job. Y'all remember who that was? Y'all remember that? And God looked at him and says, you know, what, what are you doing? And Satan says, well, I've been busy roaming the earth. When that gate's shut, he ain't coming in. He ain't coming in. We see that these gates are made of a single pearl, and the main street of heaven is made of pure gold. Y'all know what that means? Look, look at your hands. See, look. You see it? That's heaven pavement. Except for this isn't anywhere close to as pure. Some of y'all got pavement wrapped around y'all's necks and y'all think y'all are special. It's pavement. Pavement. Listen, I, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to experience y'all when we get there, but it's, it's unlike anything we've seen here. I mean, there's so many animal lovers nowadays. I believe you're going to see animals in heaven that you've never seen before here on this earth. You, you, you think, you know, I, I can't wait to see an angel. Yeah, I can't wait to see an angel either with my real, I can't, I mean, I just really can't. But listen, there, there are other created beings that, I mean, we, we don't have a clue what it's going to be there. I can't wait to experience that when I get home. Well, what else is there to look forward to uh, in our homecoming? Look at Revelation 22. Well, I'm going to turn to it. You don't have to turn to it. Revelation 22, <clears throat> verse 1 says this. Then he showed me the river of living water in heaven, sparkling like crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the broad street of the city. On both sides of the river was the tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree are for healing of the nations, and there will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb of God will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They, they will see His face, and, and, and His name will be on their foreheads. That's good stuff. I, I like this place better than I like this place. I can't wait to see this. But listen, it gets, it gets better. Look at verse 5. It says, night will no longer exist. Any of y'all scared of the dark? I'm not scared of the dark per se. But I don't like walking down hallways in pitch black. Does that still mean that I, I'm afraid of the dark? 
I just don't like it. Now get this, y'all. L- listen to what it says. And people will not need lamplight or sunlight because the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. If we turn the lights off in here, it, 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 we'd still get some light inside the windows, right? But as the sun went down, it gets pitch black in here without the lights on. Really, I've hit my knee walking through here to get out the door a couple times. But in heaven, inside, outside, upside, downside, I don't care where you are. Listen, there's light. Where's the light coming from? The throne of God. God illuminates every single nook, cranny, corner detail in heaven. Can somebody explain that? Didn't think so. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Now, what thrills my soul, maybe even most, is seen in a very familiar piece of scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things I am preparing for those who love me. Brother Kyle, I don't, I don't get it. What are you excited about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Well, what is it that God's preparing? I don't know, Stan. I don't need to know. I don't know. I've told y'all, I've told y'all this story before. I'm going to tell it again. Y'all ready to hear it? Christmas time, years ago, I was like nine years old. Went, went to the Christmas tree. I mean, my mom, we had the prettiest fake Christmas tree, y'all. Mom got this spray, and it was, it was some kind of pungent pine. And she'd, you know, she'd spray that Christmas tree, and we had this little bell that you, that you turned on, and it, it was electronically digitalized, and it would, don't, 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 I mean, it played like 100 Christmas songs. You, every morning, turn that thing on. Beautiful, beautiful Christmas tree. Jason, there was a big old present underneath that Christmas tree. And it didn't say Tony, it didn't say memory, it didn't say Mandy, it didn't say Mama, it said Kyle. It did. But it was a big old box. I mean, a big old heaping box. And you know, you know what you do when mom and dad aren't home, right? You pick that dude up and you it just trying to figure out what's, going, what's in it. And it was heavy for me at the time. And my mind is going in a hundred different directions. Well, I, I mean, I'm hearing something, but it, I bet she's got something wrapped in there. Inside is wrapped. It's wrapped. I mean, I, you just, it, it might be a, a, a big wheel in here. Something, something wonderful. But you know what was good about it? It was mine. I didn't know what was in it, didn't have to at the time. It was mine. When my boys would come over before we go outside and play football or basketball, I'd take him in there and say, y'all, come here, look at this. Camera, look here. Now, Christmas Day was a little letdown, y'all. <laughs> Buddy, have I ever told you this story? You know what it was? A red, white, and blue Afghan. <laughs> An Afghan. I don't know how to spell Afghan, and I don't want to spell Afghan. I, don't, I, 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 I wish I still had it because my mama made it. But, I mean, I, I want, I'd like to have experienced what that looked like on Kodak back then when I opened that box. 
I don't know what I said. But it probably wasn't nice. Why are, you, why are you telling us this, Brother Kyle? I don't know what half of heaven's going to be, and that thrills my soul. It thrills my soul. Karen and Steve tell us that, that when their boys, when, they, when they're going on vacation, they purposely don't look up anything on YouTube, that they don't look it up, they don't try and look it. Why? Because they want to experience it firsthand. Is that right? If they go on a different ship or what have you, they don't look at anything because they want it to be a surprise to them. Listen, when you step foot off this earth, you are in for a surprise. A big surprise. Brother Kyle, what's it going to smell like? I don't know, but it's going to smell good. What's it going to look like? I don't know, but I'm not going to be listening. Like, scripture already tells us that our eyes are never full. So, I mean, what's it going to be like when we get to heaven with these eyes that never get full? What, what, are, what are our spiritual eyes going to behold? Listen, I don't know. What's the food going to taste like? I don't know. I like fruit. Amy won't let us bring any in the house right now because we're on this kind of special diet. But this, this, this tree, a tree, buddy, that has 12 different fruits on it. That means, you know, back in the day, we used to have to go blueberry picking, blackberry picking, fig picking, and apple picking to make all these different jams. My mom stuck in the, the, the pantry and let go bad and wouldn't let us eat it. It just sit there and rot. We had it. <laughs> we had it. All, all on one tree. Stop shopping, Bob. One stop shopping. Can't wait. The unknown. Just about done. Why am I ready to go home? Why am I so looking forward to our last homecoming, church? Can be best described not by words but a song. I've seen a lot of beautiful things in this world. I've been a lot of places God's allowed me to go. But there's one thing my eyes have never beheld, never seen. I've seen pictures. I want to go home because I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I want to behold him. I want to stand in his presence after I get up off the ground from bowing. I want to see him. I want to serve him. I want to sing in his presence in a, in a voice that I don't have here on this earth. I want to praise the Lord. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't have a clue if Jesus is going to come before I take my last breath. I don't have a clue. But I, I know this. One day I will be in heaven. One day. And I'm going to meet all the ones that I've loved. I'm going to see so many different people. And at some point, some, some, there's going to be a, a, a horn blown or something. They're going to say, the king is approaching. All rise. Amen. What's it going to be like? I don't know. But I can't wait to see the one who died for me. Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Our Father in heaven, Lord Jesus.
as we come to you during this time of invitation. Holy Spirit, I, I, I beg you to move. Lord, if there's somebody in this room this morning who does not know you, whose heart isn't full of anticipation to go home, God, I pray that the day will be the day of their salvation. I pray that they'll come down this aisle. Holy Spirit, give them, give them the freedom to walk down this aisle and let me show them what the Word of God, your Bible, says each person must do to be born again. Lord, I pray that you'd be with those who are in this congregation, Lord, to freely come down here and just get on their knees and speak to you during this time, your time, Lord. In Jesus' name, I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, as the music starts, do you need to come? The altar's open if you want to come and just spend some time with the Lord. Will you come?